0: Eagles Entertainment.
1: Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you, and happy to be in the month of May. After the longest months of my life, March and April have passed, the Eagles in the midst of their virtual off-season program, and so business continues in the NFL. Here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, we've got a great one for you today. We're going to hear from Corey Clement, who has just had a star-crossed career with the Philadelphia Eagles. He went from an undrafted rookie who made the 53-man roster in 2017 to a Super Bowl star. The pass into the end zone, and it is Corey Clement. Yes! Touchdown! It certainly has been a tough road for Clement, who is back with the Eagles after being waived just six weeks ago. And we're going to trace the story of the latest Rocky candidate.
0: You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't
2: about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done.
1: Or if you don't like the Rocky comparison, how about Vince Papali, Mr. Invincible. You kidding me? You kidding with me right now? Nope.
3: You're a freaking eagle, aren't
1: you? You're a freaking
3: Philadelphia
1: eagle! His name is Matt Leo, and he's come all the way from Australia to live out his dream. But first, we visit with head coach Doug Peterson, and we're talking... In very technical terms, about number one draft pick, wide receiver Jalen Rager, a highlight films player at TCU. They're bringing pressure. And Duggan looks over the top. Jalen Rager, bang, touchdown. He's had the need, the need for speed. To first round pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll start there. One on one with head coach Doug Peterson. Welcome Eagles everywhere. Eagles insider, Dave Spadaro, with you. And I'm joined by the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Peterson, with the 21st pick overall in this draft, selected from Texas Christian University wide receiver Jalen Rager. Coach, congratulations on the draft pick. And take me through, as you watch Jalen play at TCU, what you saw and what you put down in your notes as you watched him play.
2: First of all, Dave, we're so excited to have have selected Jalen and, but the couple of things that kind of stood out for me, number one, right off the bat, was was the explosiveness. When we talk about receivers, we talk about, you know, coming off the ball and releases. We talk about feeling uh, a, a guy's power, and you can really feel his explosive power coming off the ball. And and then the speed down the field, being able to not only uh, separate and run by guys, but to to elevate, you know, a 42-inch vertical leap. I mean, this guy at 5'11 can, can get up and, and elevate with the best of them. You know, that and the ability to, to return kicks, to return punts, being a dual threat return guy also is very intriguing for us. And I think it's important when you evaluate a player for, for its entirety and for his entirety and, you know, take the ball on a jet sweep and, and then and then turn into that punt returner or use him out of the backfield. And so this is a guy that's got uh, position flex. He can play inside. He can play outside. Uh, he's played out of the backfield. You can use him on jet sweeps around uh, in, in the in the kicking game. And really, a, a receiver that that um, I'm excited about and fit our offense well.
1: He's listed at five feet ten, five eleven, not exactly the prototype size for an NFL wide receiver. How's he, he? Really, hasn't seemed to let that impact him in a negative way. Um, how's he? How's that kind of shaped his game? That that stature that he has, the way his body is built.
2: Well, you know, he he's been again. He he's been blessed with the speed and and uh, the, the ability to to run and run fast. Uh, but I also believe that uh, with 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 his size, he he has the ability to elevate. And and when you have a, a forty plus vertical vertical leap, I mean, you're you're up there with 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 the um, you know with those six one six two type receivers. And you know, you see small quick guys that that know how to handle themselves. They got great spatial awareness. They know how to get open. They understand route combinations. They understand routes. Obviously, he knows how to uh, play within his frame. And, and uh, it's something that, you know, um, a lot A lot of DBs, you know, in the National Football League are 5'10", 5'11", right at six foot. Um, and so and so it's very, very comparable that way.
1: Doug, how advanced is he as a route runner? What kind of route tree did he run at TCU?
2: He ran, he ran a lot of routes. Um, you know, it's not a, not a finished product by any means. Um, you know, obviously we're going to expose him to many more routes and route combinations at this level. And, and he's very capable of learning that. And, um, but you know, there's a couple of routes that, that are really important to me as an evaluator and that's, can he run the go ball? And he can because of the speed and the, the, the elusiveness there. And, and can he run a slant and uh, being able to get open on a slant versus tight bump and, bump and run coverage. And this is where his, you know his physicality his quickness come into play and, and he can do both of those and and so for me if you can if you can start there with that foundation and that base then then you can teach him the rest of the route tree uh and and all the complementary pieces that come off of that
1: because of that speed and the ability to run past defensive backs you know you'd think hey the deep ball might be there more often so what does it mean for carson to have somebody who's going to create that separation down the field
2: well, I think it's it's exciting for Carson. You know, it gives him a chance, another weapon, obviously down the field. Because as we know, Carson's mindset and his his eyes, his vision is is down the field quite a bit. And uh, and, and this again gives him another another piece uh, to to fill into that into that puzzle where uh, we can take take shots down the field. And Jalen's also a very good double uh, a double move guy. Uh, the ability to stop and start, uh, get in and out of breaks, and and, and that's going to be a big part of of his game as well. And then how we as a coaching staff utilize that, uh, each and every week as we, as we game plan, uh, you know, during the regular season. This
1: off season program at this point is virtual. We don't know how that's going to last this, the off season program begins on Monday. So for a rookie, what are the challenges of, of teaching him the offense in that kind of environment?
2: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a challenge. It's, uh, you know, all the, all the young players, I think throughout the league, it's, um, you know, it's it's just a matter of how you know how well they can they can grasp the information. You know, the one thing that that we value as coaches in the off season is is having time on the grass, having that that phase two time where we get to teach and uh, really put our young players and and even our veteran players through you know our, our systems. And um, with with that being missed, you know, it, it looks like that. Uh, training camp is the is the next time that, that and really the first time that we're going to be together with these guys. So you know we've got to do our part obviously this spring, uh, do as much as we can with the film study, with the meetings, uh, get him to verbalize, get him to communicate with us back and forth and dialogue, and just you know, try to paint a picture for him as to what this the, you know what our offense looks like and, and, and how he can fit. And, and I think I think if we can do that in the next several weeks, obviously, uh, towards the end of the offseason program, then at least we got a you know a little head start going into uh going into training camp
1: we've heard a lot about jalen on the field you did a extensive research on him his background talking to his coaches etc what can you tell us about him from an off- the field standpoint
2: um he, he's bright uh he he's upbeat he's energetic uh and, he, and he's excitable and you know he's got a little chip on his shoulder i think he does have something to prove and and that's a that's a powerful thing for an athlete and so um, it's a great combination to have that, obviously, in in any player, but particularly a wide receiver. Um, I, I'm excited for Jalen. I'm looking forward to to getting to know him more. Uh, obviously, once we get him, once we get him into our building.
1: So now we move on from the number one pick to a player who came through the NFL the hard way after a fantastic career at Glassboro High School in South Jersey. Corey Clement went to the University of Wisconsin and figured. He was on a good line, a strong line to the NFL. Well, it didn't quite happen that way. But they say, if you get a chance, that's all you need. And that is all Corey Clement needed in 2017. The Eagles signed him following that NFL draft. He made the 53-man roster. And on his very first play against the Washington Redskins in the opener that season, Clement went down and made the tackle on the kickoff. A good start to his career. And the season ended on a high note. The Eagles, Super Bowl champions. The game
2: was over. The game was over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin.
1: Since then, though, Clement has been beset by injuries. A knee injury in 2018 shortened that season. And then in 2019, a shoulder injury limited Clement to just four outings. The Eagles released Clement in March, only to bring him back last week at the end of April. He is here now, and he is intent on getting his career back on track. Here is Corey Clement, one-on-one. I don't think there's anybody who understands the ups and downs of the NFL more than Eagles running back Corey Clement. Two years ago... We were all celebrating a Super Bowl 52 victory, and now we're celebrating Corey coming back to the Philadelphia Eagles. What has happened between then and now and what happens next? That's why we've got Corey here to talk about it. Corey, how are you on this day of another lockdown day (laughs) for all of us? How you doing, man? I'm doing
3: good. I appreciate you asking. Uh, I'm just trying to keep everything in perspective, realizing that this isn't going to be a permanent time frame that we're living in, uh, realizing that we'll get back to normalcy soon. Uh, But for right now, we just got to bond together and realize that we just got to listen to the law. We got to stay six feet. Social distance is a must right now, but I'm trying to get in the most work as possible and uh, trying to
1: realize that football
3: is, you know, still in the air.
1: Yeah, before we get into the football aspect of it, how have you been staying in shape and and dealing with something that is... Was so sudden and so unprecedented. Um, you
3: know, I'm trying to connect with a lot of uh, trainers who are who are in the area, seeing if I can do a lot of home workouts, or see if I can get into an open field because you know law enforcement is shutting down a lot of parks. And uh, you know, most of the guys, football players, we love, or any other sport, we just love to be outside. You know, feel the air, especially during this time right now. We're in OTAs, so to say, right now. We're outside. We're throwing the ball. We're we're enjoying it. But for right now, we got to be on lockdown. So this is not normal for any athlete at this
1: point. Corey, what have you learned about yourself in these six or so weeks of lockdown?
3: Um, I realized that I can cook. I'm a great cook. Um, it just you just gotta just gotta take some time to prep the meals. Uh, so I'm happy that came out of this. Um. I've been doing a lot of more uh, piano work on my music side, so that's giving me a lot more downtime to uh, be more balanced and not just thinking sports, 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 24-7. I can tap back into my other hobbies, and uh, it almost gives me another sense of clarity because not everybody is around you 24-7. All right,
1: Corey, let's talk about football and the journey you've taken. Not drafted out of Wisconsin, you make the Eagles you, you help us win the Super Bowl. You're one of the heroes. And since then, injuries have really kind of hampered your journey, your career. Um, how do you kind of put that all in perspective? Um, just
3: realizing that it, it comes with the sport. Um, not for everybody, but realizing that if it does happen to you, you really can't feel sorry for yourself. I mean, at this point, um, I've dealt with um, injuries, but I know how to overcome them. Um, I think during the process, you realize who you are and you can find out what limits you can push um, both in uh, with therapy and on the field. And this gives me another time to reflect on how I how how can I propel myself better into the next year? You know, what am I doing now? Because I had so much downtime. I wasn't playing in games last year. I was basically just in the back of the film room, just like, all right, what what am I missing out on? What did I miss prior to two years ago? What can I tap back into to get that that? Not necessarily, I didn't lose the gear, but let's just refocus, revamp everything, and not get a chance to, you know, get a, get a third pitch, and let's do it. I'm, I'm not striking out.
1: How much did you actually miss being on the field? I know you play with such enthusiasm. You love the game so much. It had to be tough.
3: Yeah, it was definitely tough. Um, being that you got to... You got to watch your guys who you've been battling with all camp. And it's not fun for anybody who's been in that position. You guys are going through some tough times. You guys are going through a bonding period where you guys need everybody. And when you do that, that's where the team camaraderie comes from. That's where brotherhood comes from. That's where the team bonding is always just going to be elevated through camp because everybody's like, well, we only got us out here and the fans, but they really don't understand the pressure that we're going through right now, only us. So I think everybody has a different sense of urgency to kind of tighten up more, and that's what I miss about it. Being on the field, that urgency to play call is different. You want to be able to just sit in there every play call, but for me right now, I had to I had to take it just one step back, and now I'm ready to step back into the huddle again.
1: Corey, how do you feel physically right now? What have you done to your body since we last saw you on the field?
3: Um, Packed on some – I packed on – a uh, few more pounds. Happy to get my my regular size body frame back. Um, what I entered, uh, just a little bit under what I entered out of coming out of college. Um, I think being around that range, they allow me to uh, get back to my normal weight, and I'm excited because I can add both power and speed to that with a little bit of agility. So I've been really focusing on a lot of footwork and just fundamentals when it comes down to make sure my hips are cool because since I'm putting back on more weight, I got to be still mobile at the same time.
1: Your weight has, has been, you know, you've gone up, you've gone down, you've put on weight uh, when they wanted you to here, that you've lost weight when you wanted to. How much range have you had in your career in terms of your your playing weight, and what is your ideal playing weight?
3: Probably at least, uh, I've had a fluctuation of since I've been there, probably about within 15 pounds. Um, I, since I, I entered at 227, and the lowest I've been was probably 208, something like that. And uh, my ideal weight is 220. Anything between 220 and 225 range. I'm a short, stout guy, and I, I think I can't. I can't really run away from the fact that my frame is my frame. It's, it's going to be. I don't want to fight against my body. What is What it has to be. I mean, what it wants to be is what it's going to be. But it's up to me to my fuel intake, um, hydration. It goes further than that. So if I take care of myself, body wise and nutritional wise, I should be back on the back on track.
1: All right, Corey, let's talk about the Eagles backfield, which changes all the time. You know, a year ago, uh, prior to late March, the Eagles didn't have Jordan Howard, didn't have Miles Sanders. Now you've got a group that's very young. Um, How do you look at that group as a total and where do you think you fit in?
3: Um, I think I fit right in, Um, especially me and Miles. We've been working out out a lot together, um, just realizing young, young bucks in the group now. So, uh, it's just us. We don't really have the older heads to look up to. I think I'm the oldest in the room now, which is kind of weird until we do, uh, if we do bring in the vet, but as of right now, I want to be able to take, uh, take harness of that and realize that, okay, let me use my years of experience to say miles already knows what he's doing, uh, on the field, but let's see if we can all connect both, both and scott, sky. Uh, and let's see if we can all form this whole synergy and just be young bucks and be a force to be reckoned with in the league.
1: Corey, how just frothing at the mouth are you to get back on the football field? How anxious are you to for this whole thing to end and to get back and show the Eagles what you got?
3: I'm definitely excited. Um, I'm upset that this time came uh with the virus because right now we'd be out on we will be out on the field running around enjoying, you know, the OTA, the OTA life. And um guys are missing it. Guys are definitely missing it. We don't want to sit home anymore. We don't want to do the same routine, we wanna get out and just break this this norm we've been already in for the past 30 plus days. So I'm excited to get back out there whenever the case may be, but I'll be ready when the time comes.
1: The team is in the midst of a virtual off-season program. Can you explain to fans exactly what that means? How much of your day <laughs> is consumed by that? And what what do you do?
3: Um, to be honest, it's just basically uh, everything we would do in, in room. But now when we're talking virtual, we're talking from workouts. The trainers are just... The on us on the phone uh, would place it up, prop it up anywhere and just get our workout. And basically, it may sound weird and unorthodox, but in order to get ahead, we got to do this. Um, I think the Eagles are doing a great job of making sure everybody's still um, on the same page, same level and everybody's working out and it's keeping everybody accountable and basically in check. So as long as we can have our team bonding together and still in the same format, this team is definitely off to a great start
1: have these last two years been an example of just how fragile the NFL life is that, I mean, you know, this. nothing is ever guaranteed in this NFL life. Has that kind of been really illustrated these last couple of years?
3: Oh yeah. You got to really take into account anything that comes with the sport um, from the outside to, to the locker room, to the field, to um, you got to take care of your body. You may think it's gonna last forever. You may feel like the best thing walking when you wake up one morning, you may feel like the worst thing walking the next morning, but it's all about how you train your body the right way. Because I talked to a lot of vets and they said the good, the most guys who fail to keep going are the guys who take the body lightly. And I'm sorry, I need to take into account that this is this is my gym, this is my diamond. And in order to keep my diamond fresh and clean, I gotta be on tip top alert, shape, and keep everything right.
1: Well, Corey, we wish you the best of luck. I can't wait to see you back at Novacare. Welcome back to the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, yeah, man, we're all all the same thing. We all want to get back to work and win big in 2020. Corey Clement, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Dave. See you you at Novacare. (laughs) Well, it is an incredible story, and you probably heard about it last week, the Eagles adding through the NFL's International Player Pathway Program another Australian. This time, it's a defensive end. His name is Matt Leo, and his story, yes, is incredible. Philadelphia is the home of underdogs. We know Rocky, and in normal times, when you walk past the Rocky statue at the Philadelphia Museum of Art, there are dozens of people there getting ready for a picture with the ultimate underdog. The Eagles, well, of course, Mr. Invincible, Vince Papali, Played for the Philadelphia Eagles back in the 1970s. We've had some underdog stories to celebrate over the years. And the latest one comes all the way from Australia, introducing Matt Leo, Eagles defensive end who started out on a dream of playing in the NFL and he's not giving up. Matt, welcome you here. And how are you, sir? And congratulations on joining the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's an absolute blessing to be a part of this organization. I'm, uh, I'm thrilled and it hasn't sunken in yet.
1: Well, it's going to have to sink in quickly because things move really fast in the NFL and in America, yes, as you know. Uh, your, your story is a fascinating one, Matt. Um, for those who are not familiar with it, let's go into the history of you setting out for this dream of playing professional football in America. When did it all begin?
0: Uh, began about six years ago, so uh, you know I was apprentice plumber at the time, working on uh, work sites like casinos, uh, hospitals, work, work, large work sites that I'd be maybe a year on. And uh, one individual was the conversation that started this, and is the reason that I'm here today. So uh, this this dream was lit up, you know, in the conversation of you know potentially starting to be even a punter. So. Uh, this passion that I've had in me is, uh, has, has roared through. This continued to get me through junior college and uh, Division One, and now to here. So it
1: starts in Australia. You know, you did play rugby and Australian rules football, correct?
0: Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I grew up uh, playing everything. Uh, soccer as a young kid, basketball. And then at uh, my, my older ages, I started playing uh, in high school, Aussie rules football and some club rugby. So yeah, those have been my sports that I've grown up with playing throughout my life. And uh, yeah, so moving into and transitioning into football was a, as a must because I love the contact and I love the, uh, the dream to continue to pursue this.
1: Matt, how is the NFL viewed in Australia? I mean, we know that there are a lot of Australians who've come here. The Eagles have, of course, Cameron Johnston, our punter, Jordan Mailata, offensive lineman. But do kids grow up? dreaming of playing in the NFL?
0: You know, there are so many, I know, there are so many other kids in Sydney, uh, Queensland, um, and your northern parts of Australia that, you know, play rugby and grow up playing rugby that, you know, dream to aspire to have that window to come over here and uh, play American football. You know, once in a while there'll be a, a, a college football game or an NFL game on a normal regular TV, unless you're watching cable. Um, and the Super Bowl, of course, is uh, the only time that we get to see uh, American football on live TV. But, you know, growing up, you'd watch it and it was almost like a movie. Every time you watched it, it was a, you know, a what if and a dream that if only I grew up in America, it would be the, the first thing that comes to your mind that where every time you see this sport, it's something that you wish you could play.
1: Do people understand the rules? I always wondered in other countries, that it would be very difficult for people to get all of the, the flags and the stoppages of play and the little nuances of the game that are very difficult to understand.
0: Yeah, it is. You know, before this journey started for me, I didn't understand the full technical parts of football and exactly how it worked. You watch it and you see the grit and the passion and the physicality of it. You think... Everyone that I told that I was pursuing this dream in Australia, everyone said, oh, you're going to be a quarterback because that's the first thing people think of a football player in America is everyone's either a quarterback or a kicker. So, you know, it is that, you know, question mark that a lot of people have in Australia of not understanding the game, but I know it's continuously growing over there.
1: Okay, so Matt, you make the decision, you're going to go for it, and no, nothing is going to stop you, you go to Arizona and play junior college, and I wondered the first time you stepped on a football field, what it was like for you, did you have any idea what you were doing out there?
0: Not one thing, I didn't know what I was suitable for playing, what position I would be, I mean what I'd be used for, um, I didn't understand exactly how football worked and how you know the technical side of it worked at all, so... Once I landed in Yuma, Arizona, it was, a, it was a rude awakening when I arrived there at 2 a.m. off my flight and then football started, you know, on the camp, full camp at 5 a.m. It was uh, hit the ground running and continuously get my head around the game. But I didn't even know how to put the, the pads or helmet on properly this first time I first arrived.
1: And did you say to the coach, uh, yeah, I'm six feet seven, 275 pounds. I'm your new
0: punter. I said to him, I said, coach, I don't know what you would use me for, but I'll put my hand up for anything and I'm happy to do whatever you need of me. And uh, they uh, aligned me up knowing that I'd played rugby growing up and uh, put me in the DN position. And I rushed up, not even shooting my proper gap. I know I had to have the C gap in my first play and I went to the B gap and I still hit the quarterback. So I guess coach knew straight away then I was meant for defense. (laughs)
1: Matt, at at what point in this whole journey here did the idea of, like, I actually kind of understand how to play football? When did it all kind of start to click in?
0: Uh, You know, for me, it was the uh, following year. You know, you you had that spring roll practice where you can really just, uh, you know, you can focus in on just film room stuff, getting out in the field and doing all your detailed stuff. So that was my first time where I actually really felt like I got my head around it. Um, You know, the practices for spring ball gave me the ability to, you know, learn errors, learn things that I'm good at. So that's when I really felt settled. And then um, obviously, yeah, moving to a D1 school like Iowa State was definitely uh, the blessing where I could actually really zone in on a craft.
1: Yeah, how difficult was that jump from Arizona's junior college to major college football at the very highest level?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... You know, you're on two scales, one on Arizona in the heat, now moving to the snow of Iowa as well. uh, You know, that transition moving over there was something that, you know, I was excited for, Um, you know, to play in in such a a big conference, such as the Big 12, and be around such, you know, incredible athletes that are in the NFL right now was uh, exciting to me. You know, you go up against the best every week. um, And, yeah, just to be around the guys and learn the details of what, you know, is expected when you move up to the next level in the NFL, So, you know, playing in front of those crowds every week and having that was an incredible difference to, you know, playing in Arizona Western where it was just maybe 50 family members compared to going to stadiums where it's, you know, possibly 70 to 100,000 people.
1: Matt, from there, you go to the IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, the NFL's International Pathway Player Program. Uh, And I guess at that point, you're going, you know what? I'm getting a little closer here. Did you feel at that point that that was kind of the last bridge that you had to cross to really get noticed and to be part of this selection process?
0: Most definitely. Um, You know, when the NFL International reached out and, uh, you know, had selected me to be a part of the nine guys that were going in this year, it was an absolute blessing and a window that had opened. Knowing about this program and the other guys that had been in there the past few years. You know, to have that you know, ability to be in this program and try to, you know, fulfill a spot and earn that right to be in the NFL was something that I knew I wasn't going to let slip. And I made sure that I you know, gave everything I had for those eight weeks that were in Bradenton.
1: So what happens next, Matt? The Eagles have a virtual offseason program. You are part of this program. Uh, tell me what your day is like from one day to the next.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I try not to let anything slip. Fortunately, I'm still in my college town of Ames, Iowa. Um, you know, it's a smaller city, so, you know, I'm still able to, you know, go back to my college uh, on the grass area where no one is and obviously is closed down but still do bad work. I'm still getting my get-offs, my workouts. I'm still fortunate to have a small weight room set up. So, you know, besides not doing the, the classroom stuff with the team here, yeah, I'm, I'm most definitely keeping uh, my foot on the pulse with uh, working out and staying ready for it.
1: So when are you able to join the classroom work, the virtual classroom work with the Eagles? Are you already involved in that?
0: Yeah, so I uh, I received my uh, iPad this week where I'll, uh, yeah, fingers crossed by the beginning of next week, I'll jump on one-on-one with my coach. And then I know position group starts May 11th. So I'm looking forward to jump in and meet the other guys and uh, start getting ahead of everything.
1: Matt, by that time, you'll be 28 years old Um, how long are you going to give this? Is this, is this, you know, you can just give it, give it all you got for as long as you can.
0: Most definitely. You know, this is a dream that, you know, has, I almost feel like I live two lives. So, you know, to be in this opportunity and to actually be a part of this program on, you know, the team of Eagles, I am continuously blessed and counting every day as lucky. So I'm not going to waste one day and I can promise the Eagles and, you know, the coaching staff there that they will get everything out of me every day.
1: What do you think will be the most difficult part of making it at the very highest level?
0: You know, that's the next goal for me. You know, to to earn my you know earn my time to be on the field and play on Sundays, whether it's special teams or on defense. I I will make sure that I um you know earn the 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 my playing time to play on Sundays. So you know, that's the next thing that I you know is a goal that's massive for me is to really you know, have that opportunity to play and to earn that earn that time on the field.
1: Matt, have you had a chance to speak with Jordan and Cameron and have they filled you in on what it's like to be with the Philadelphia Eagles?
0: Yeah, uh Jordan was the, the first time first person to uh FaceTime me. Um after Eagles had announced it on Twitter he had seen it and uh FaceTime me just an excitement um you know to be out there and be with him so and Cameron had uh, reached out to me on um, Instagram. So, uh, you know, I told them both that I am um, i can't wait to get out to Philly and um, really do my absolute best to, to promise I'll make an impact in some form.
1: What do the people that you love back home, back in Australia, what do they think of your wild ride you've taken?
0: You know, it's it, my parents, you know, especially it's, you know, I, I, I still remember the conversation. Um, of having, of, you know, wanting to chase this dream. And, you know, it's it's something that not many people ever speak of, especially in the city where I'm from, Adelaide. It's, uh, you know, complete foreign territory to say to my parents, you know, I'm trying to pursue a dream of American football in a country that I've never been to or my parents haven't. And, you know, tell them that I'm spending the next five years, you know, for showing a dream. But, you know, to get give that call on Monday and announce to them that, you know, I'm going to Philadelphia Eagles was the most memorable moment for me. You know, they broke down and were proud. And, you know, it's something that I'll cherish forever.
1: You must feel a great amount of pride. You have chased a dream. There aren't a lot of people who have the guts and the determination to really chase a dream that is so on the other side of the world, literally. I mean, how are you feeling about yourself these days?
0: You know, I, for me, this is, I'm forever grateful. Um, you know, everyone who has touched my life and contributed in some shape or form to get me here. I mean, this is for them as well as myself, you know, just to, to show that anything's possible. You know, I would love to be a window for other, you know, Australian athletes that would love to make this, you know, this jump to come over here to play this incredible sport. and. I wear it with pride being from, you know, Adelaide as well as Australia to be here. And, um, you know, I can't thank the Eagles enough for giving me this opportunity to be here. It's uh, I'm truly grateful and, and proud.
1: Matt, good luck to you. Uh, nice to talk to you. Welcome to the Philadelphia Eagles. And whenever we are able to, we'll see you back at the Novacare Complex, as you make, I would imagine, your first trip ever to the great city of Philadelphia.
0: I cannot wait. I thank you guys, and I can't wait to get to Philly. And that will
1: do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. If you have a moment to give us a five-star rating, that would be most appreciated as we continue through this Eagles very unusual offseason. We do anticipate the NFL schedule coming out in the next week or so, so stay with us for that announcement and analysis. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for all of their work. Thanks to all of you for joining each and every episode. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro saying thanks for joining us on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And everyone, stay safe and healthy out there.